Hello everyone, this is Gilbert Gelad. I'm talking to you here from CPLSPA downtown Orlando. This is Tufts on Tax, where all your tax questions and answers are right here with Mr. T. Scott Tufts. You can call him at 877-647-7887. Again, that number is 877-647-7887. Or you can email him at stufts at cplspa.com. That's S-T-U-F-T-S at cplspa.com. If you're watching YouTube, it's going to be on the banner in the uh, bottom of the screen. Or you can uh, actually uh, go to our website, cplspa.com, and you will find his profile over there. And you have all our episodes, and also you can contact him. Hello, Scott. How are you today? Good to be with you. Good to be with you, too. And today we are tackling S-corporations and S elections and what is that? This is new to me. So what is? Let's start with the S election. Yeah. So we talk about entities having a certain type of tax um, treatment, the tax treatment for any corporation or LLC mm -hmm. is subject to election. The folks who have small business out there or any kind of um, entity or um, structure will know the difference between an LLC and a corporation. However, what they may not realize is that a LLC can make an S election and be treated for federal tax purposes as an S corporation. So that gets kind of odd or different to them because they have for many years, of course, understood that, hey, I'm, an, I'm a corporation or I'm an LLC. But when you tell them that your LLC may make an S election, um, and be treated a different way than otherwise. So, so in other words, let's say you have an LLC. You have to look at the, how many owners there are. Mm -hmm. They're called members. And if there's more than one member, the default rule will be that um, if there's more than one member, that it will be a partnership. That's different from an S-Corp. Mm. So if that entity wants to be taxed as an S-Corporation, it can do so by filing an election with the IRS. Mm, and that's so, why it's called election. That's right. That's why they named yep, it that yep. way. Okay. So the, the, the operative term is I'm an S corporation mm -hmm. is a term that you use for purposes of discussing tax issues. Mm -hmm. It is not something that you would find at the uh, state level for the way you're formed. In other words, if you, you don't go to the state when you're starting to form an entity and say, I'd like to form a special kind of uh, corporation called an S corporation. That has nothing to do with the state of Florida or any other state. That is actually a, an issue between you and the IRS. I see. So what else we have to learn about this? Well, so what happens is that now you get to ask, well, what is it that is uh, advantages and disadvantages of being an S corporation? Okay. Right? Why would you want to be one and why might you not want to be one? So those who are working in the area of picking the best entity, so when you go to form a business and you want to know what type of entity to elect, mm -hmm. there are a number of factors that get into why you may choose one entity structure over another. So for example, you may have state law considerations as to whether you would be a limited partnership, uh, an LLLP, an LLLP, 
LLP, LLP. Um, oh those wow. are types of limited partnerships. You could, you would be looking at an LLC and whether you're member managed or manager managed, and then on a corporation um, basis, you know, are you uh, a corporation? Once you make that kind of decision, you then at the same time need to be thinking about the tax decision, which then flows from that, and again might determine what type are you familiar with. Maybe you have a long history of working with corp, um, a corporation mm -hmm. and you've made S elections and you're comfortable with bylaws and articles and the terminology, president, shareholder, director. Why would you jump into an LLC if you're gonna be running the same type of business? Mm. Well, so so planning this yeah. is very important yeah. from, the, from the beginning because you're thinking about taxes. You're thinking right. about that that end road right. there. Well, but there's other but there's road. gonna be other aspects. So many people have as they've gotten into these entity structures, uh, realized that an LLC may be more optimal for asset protection mm. than a corporation. And I heard that a lot. Right. So that. someone says you, you really need to be an LLC and they say, Yeah, but I, I also want to be an S corporation. And mm. they say, Well you can do that. You can be an LLC and and obtain the benefits of better asset protection, but then that LLC can make an S election. Mm. What people forget, and this is kind of what we're focusing on today, is that if you have an LLC, its underlying document is the articles, but also the operating agreement, right? So you have an LLC operating agreement that is being utilized for S corporation purposes. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So it's not going to use the same terminology that an LLC that's being taxed as a partnership. So you have to make sure that you've got the right kind. And if you just kind of form it and don't ever look at your corporate book and don't you know don't uh, execute on a uh, well thought out customized operating agreement, you might have a problem. And that's kind of what we're learning now. The IRS has um, come out with a revenue procedure. 2022-19, and what the what they're trying to do is allow people a simplified procedure of fixing mistakes made. And one of the big mistakes that's being made out there is that they'll have an LLC operating agreement. They'll make an S election, but they don't go back and fix the terminology in the operating agreement to prevent um, violations of the S corporation rules. Because essentially what the S corporation is, is that not everybody can qualify for S corporation treatment. Uh, for example, if you're a non-citizen, non-resident shareholder, you are not eligible to have that in a S corporation. You're not eligible to have a partnership as a shareholder in an S corporation. You're, everything has to be a single class of stock, meaning you can't have a preferred stock and common stock. You have to have, everything has to be straight vanilla, if it were, you know, or straight pro rata. And uh, so what can happen is this language that is in an operating agreement that's geared for partnerships that is flexible will not meet, not conform to the requirements of an S corporation and technically could violate the S election and could be a violation of the S rules oh, wow. and make your S invalid from the get-go. Wow, that leads to that. Yeah, so, so essentially you, you would be blowing the S election because you didn't dot your I's and cross your T's and you just used something that was boilerplate. 
And does that happen a lot with people when well, I would think I, I, certainly it happens a lot when you get started and and business is all about the last thing you're thinking about maybe are taxes, mm-hmm. and you want to get up and run in. You're dealing with all the practical problems mm-hmm. that come with starting a business and running a business, uh, and you might not realize the importance of getting this part of the operation in check. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so you have to think about your taxes regardless how. So just set it right. Yeah, and here's the other problem too. If you go to a, a lawyer to set up an entity, or or someone just, you know, sells it to you almost, you know, or you get it out of a form book, uh, are you sensitive to some of the particulars of your situation, and you don't, and and you get it wrong because you don't know what what folks like me know. A mm-hmm. uh, tax lawyer will know. Okay, wait a minute. You've got all kinds of things going on here. You've got a problem. Is your is your agreement handling those situations mm-hmm. operating agreements just like corporations need to anticipate the unexpected it's kind of like a will mm-hmm. uh, you go through all the hypotheticals you can to handle your particular situation if you own a business you say what happens if I pass away are we ready for a transition of the business mm-hmm. uh, if I become disabled are we ready for how that's going to be handled uh, if if you get into an involuntary situation with creditors or some problem there, are, do we have that handled? Are we handling how we're going to get the information out to the owners? Do we have time deadlines on that? What about disputes? Mm-hmm. You know, if if you and I get in a dispute and we're in a LLC together, does the agreement carefully walk through how do we try and resolve our disputes short of going to court, right? And then, and then, what is it about our like? How quickly do I have to get the information out to you? What What do you do if you want to request information? You know, let's say you're an investor, you're not really in the day to day business. How often do you get to participate in those decisions? Can you call a special meeting? You have a concern, you know, over a situation. Can you call a meeting? Right. What happens if we're fifty fifty and we need to make a decision? How do we break a tie? Hmm. You know. These are all important questions. 100%. Yeah. And what triggered this subject today, this article that you found that you were reading, uh, the IRS uh, Yeah, provision? so it's the RevProc procedure that I mentioned, 2022-19. It provides the idea that if you've got a problem with your S corporation and you have a concern arise about your S election, is there a way to salvage it? without having to go to the IRS in a expensive process that is what we call private letter ruling to fix it. Mm. And they've come up with, for certain situations, an easier fix. Oh. And this will save a lot of time and expense because you just need to adhere to the revenue procedure. But there are criteria on what it, what it will cover and what it won't. Of course. <laughs> right. So <laughs> not all S-corporation problems can be fixed by this revenue procedure, but some can Okay. And so what we want to get the word out is the IRS has put out this guidance that says if you've got an S corporation problem, don't bury your head in the sand. See if you qualify to fix it in mm-hmm. this manner that's less expensive than another manner. Mm-hmm. You know, the the private letter ruling process, which we can do. But hopefully it can be done or fixed by us um by this revenue procedure. Awesome. And that's pretty much true. Let me last say that's pretty much true for the IRS on all fronts. Is there a, you know, we you don't want to wait for the problem to rear its head by audit, right? You want to fix it and be proactive okay. on the front end. Mm-hmm. And I think I think 
we, I think we've emphasized that, right? And I think over and over and over again, we talk about being prompt. If a K-1's wrong, get the 8082 filed. Before you file the 8082, go internal to try and fix the problem. But be proactive. The, the bad move is to do nothing and bury your head in the sand, right? Like, well, in, in medicine, the best treatment is prevention. <laughs> Prevent to, to get sicker and be healthy. So in this one also, you have to, you know, try to avoid. Well, uh, and, and the temptation is that mm. you don't want to deal with taxes. Exactly. You don't want to deal with health, <laughs> right? You know, or, or, or necessarily health problems, no. yeah. Right. So uh, you, you have to get over that, I would say, and kind of be... Um, you know, confident that you can get through this process that sooner than later it's a better fix. And and my experience is that yes, it might cost you money to hire a lawyer to fix it or to address the issues or pay even an accountant and then the lawyer. And it might agonize you a bit for that and, and of course cost, you know, the cost of hiring folks to do that. But in the end, that will be better than you wait and your your problem is compounded by the IRS coming in and, and having an audit, or it can come up also when there's a dispute between the parties and there's a problem with how it's been done and somebody says something then, because that then leads to all kinds of problems. So so we we have from the beginning in our shows here talked Always. about the diligence and the promptness of getting to someone because we've talked about the idea also that if you do nothing, you run the risk that you won't be able to fix it later. Right, and that would be unfortunate, correct? So, That's so again, so I think this revenue procedure helps get the word out, mm -hmm. and we're going to continue to look for the IRS when they're coming out with guidance like this, so that we can get the word out to try and get to folks to say, hey, you know, here's something you ought to be thinking about and be aware of. That's true. I mean, it, it might be worth it to pay for the attorney. Make sure everything is correct hiring someone like you and you're also part of the private corporate council that cpls right. uh, offers uh, here as a program and part of their like you guys helped a lot of businesses uh, that they thought oh you know we're i'm gonna pay a lot of money of fees and everything but no just a, a monthly payment that you have access to legal uh, assistance um, from attorneys like you and consultants that help them you know go through yeah i think things. where they can ask the question in a in a way that doesn't um maybe it's 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 kind of like uh, you're chit-chatting on a on a golf course or you're you're walking <laughs> along somewhere you have the opportunity to maybe discuss it more openly as part of a process that is um uh, allows you to speak up that because maybe you don't even know you have a problem Exactly. And you're yeah. able to talk in a way that in this kind of program where you can raise these questions. Am I good? And, you know, I was wondering about this. I heard this. Is that something I need to worry about? So you can raise these questions, and then if it, it can be answered on the spot, fine. If it needs further analysis, then you can at least uh, hear why and um, move it into that that uh, situation and it saves their business god forbid anything goes yeah, wrong yeah. so yeah because and it breaks down the wall the barrier perhaps of having to pay f you know so much of it is do i have to call and make a doctor's appointment mm -hmm. right and get fixed or you know looked at and i go through all that angst of oh i gotta set up an appointment <laughs> i gotta go through all this exactly. whereas maybe if you're in constant dialogue mm -hmm. yeah it does help you know 
So mm -hmm. maybe there's something to, to that allows the dialogue to more freely reveal these things than a kind of mm -hmm. huge meeting concept that you know maybe the old the old style. So this this kind of goes in the right a better that, direction where that's through dialogue because right like I, I'm amazed at how many settings there are where you can be. Um, in a different setting and you might freely talk with, in a social setting or whatever now you, you know, want to be careful with what you reveal but of course but, yeah. but for people out there who are struggling with getting questions asked maybe you ask the dumb question in the in a more um, you know dialogue setting that's actually not a dumb question and is actually an important question mm -hmm. and you're on the road to getting find out that you even have a problem and then fixing the problem. End up avoiding the problem. <laughs> or, or, or preemptive and avoiding problems. Yes, yes. And, you know, and that's, that gets us to where we might try and go in uh, future episodes. We're going to want to talk about preempting as best you can litigation. So part of the, you know, the ability to operate as a business is to be pretty smart with what your contracts look like, your agreements, and make sure that you're ready for um, battle, although you hope you don't run into any battles. Yes, absolutely. And and I think next episode would be our last episode for this year. And then we'll resume. Yes, we'll finish uh, off uh, 2023. Uh, what season are we on? Season three and we'll get okay. to season four. So we'll we'll <laughs> wrap up the season three and then uh, we'll go to season four and uh, yes. look forward to that. More information, more taxes <laughs> to deal with. More excitement. <laughs> excitement, okay. yes. Well, uh, you heard him, everyone. Uh, if you have any question, please Call us at 877-647-7887. Again, 877-647-7887. Uh, you can tune in on YouTube or you can actually go to our website, cplspa.com. Uh, you have Mr. T. Scott Tufts' uh, um, information and podcast episodes. And you can also email him at stufts at cplspa.com. S-T-U-F-T-S at cplspa.com. And we'll see you next time. Thank you.